Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. With the majority of Wisconsin's potato crop planted, it's time to focus on the upcoming growing season. With that comes the possibility of pests and diseases. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. I spoke with Dr. Amanda Gevins, the chair of the Department of Plant Pathology, as well as a professor and extension specialist in plant pathology at the University of Wisconsin. She shares what potato growers should keep an eye out for this year. Yeah, the crop, uh, by and large, is, is planted, as you mentioned. And um, here in our state, that's about 70,000 acres of potatoes. And um, when we, we talk about potato diseases, we also are you know, certainly mindful of those plants that are going in from the, the home garden and small farm perspective as well. And, and a lot of these diseases affect not only potato, but, but other crops like tomatoes as well. Um, so in, in looking forward, we expect the, uh, I would say, a similar uh, portfolio of, of diseases that we might see in a typical year. Um, so far this season, the crop is, is looking good. We had some uh, high temps a couple of weeks back that helped to, to really push that crop out of the ground in a helpful way. Uh, we have seen some seed rot in potato, and um, that's not unexpected. It's been a minor, I'd say minor number of reports here this season. But in terms of what to look out to this season, um, we're always watchful of early blight that comes into the crop in about um, July. Um, and that does progress and, and create some foliar damage on uh, most commercial potato varieties here in the state. Um, and then we're always watchful of late blight, and that in particular is a disease of, of great concern here in Wisconsin. Um, while it's sporadic and cases can be minor in a given year, um, it can move very rapidly and create some severe economic losses if unmanaged. So you mentioned late blight being a major concern here in Wisconsin. Uh, could you outline for me what does that look like on the crop? Yeah, so late blight uh, often is noted by um, circular, if not abnormally shaped lesions. Um, and depending on how the the pathogen arrives in the field, uh, we can see the uh, some of the first lesions in um, the, the lower canopy of potato plants. And this is often where uh, moisture accumulates, uh, it's more shaded, it's where the pathogen is favored uh, for an infection on, on the foliage. Uh, but that lesion, again, it'll, they'll start, and when they're first observed, they're often smaller than the size of about a dime. Uh, but it will look water-soaked and dark, sort of grayish to, to, to brown in color, uh, depending upon the, uh, the, the humidity. And then what is most uh, distinctive is that the lesions will bear sporangia or spores that are sort of white and fuzzy in appearance. So sometimes you'll see that white spore growth in association with the brown or water-soaked lesion on the plants. So I've got some potatoes in my garden at home, and I'm wondering how can I and others prevent this? It's a great question. Um, almost all the commercial potato varieties that, um, uh, that are available right now have susceptibility to late blight, some much more so than others. Um, in tomato, um, there, are, uh, there are about a handful of varieties that are commercially available that have very high levels of resistance um, to specific uh, strain types of the late blight pathogen. But in potato, we just don't have that. Um, so that being said, uh, the management of the disease, it is, it's something to, um, to stay tuned to the, uh, to, to the information that comes out of our potato and vegetable uh, pathology program and extension program here at the University of Wisconsin, um, but, but also just being watchful of the crop. So we recommend 
um, at least weekly scouting visits to the uh, the potato plants to look to see if anything is is uh, unusual. We also have a, a disease forecasting tool that's available uh, to all growers here in the state of Wisconsin, whether you are a, a, a home gardener or you're a, a commercial uh, producer, whether you're growing tomatoes or potatoes. Uh, we have a, a model that can um, can give you information about the level of risk in your region for late blight. Well, that sounds awesome that anyone can access that home forecasting tool. Now, if people are really wanting to dig deeper into this issue or they find that it's prevalent in their gardens or in their operation, can they reach out to you or do you find that people ask you for help on this issue? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple of, um, of, of fronts uh, for, for collecting information and providing uh, a diagnostic and management uh, response to late blight. Um, the first is that uh, our plant disease diagnostic clinic that is housed in the plant pathology department here at UW-Madison uh, does offer free late blight testing. So uh, whether it's a tomato or a potato plant, if you suspect late blight, you can submit that sample um, to the clinic, and for free, they will offer the diagnostic of uh, if, if you have that, that question about late blight. That also provides us with samples. And so my laboratory, a component of the, the work we do is in research, and we uh, very carefully track and monitor and characterize the late blight pathogen that comes to the state of Wisconsin. And so we take those, um, those disease samples, and then we learn more about the pathogen that's there. So we learn about the, the strain type, and uh, that gives us information about uh, potentially where it's from. It gives us information about how best to manage it in terms of specific fungicides and um, likelihood of, of spread and, and host range. So um, we have that, that free late blight testing that um, we offer here as a department. Uh, myself and, and my laboratory, uh, we do also offer consultation if uh, the pathogen or the disease is found and you need information about management. The state of Wisconsin does have a uh, law in place that, uh, that very carefully monitors late blight uh, here in, in Wisconsin because of the uh, potentially high negative economic impact. In, in that, um, if late blight is detected and it's gone unmanaged, uh, the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection can impose um, some restrictions. They can require that the pathogen be quieted, if you will, meaning you, you apply a fungicide that will reduce sporulation within 24 hours. They can also require that the crop, if it is, uh, if, if late blight is out of control, that it be killed within 72 hours of that detection made. Um, those are extremely rare cases, but um, we do take late blight management very seriously here in Wisconsin uh, with the high value of our commercial potato crop. Yeah, it sounds like very good reason for taking it seriously. And I know you mentioned you can apply a fungicide or, you know, kill the entire plant. Does that plant need to be taken off-site or can that just, you know, rot in, back into the soil? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, the, the best approach on small scale is to, um, to physically remove and, and destroy the plants that are infected. Uh, the plants will continue to bear spores and, and create risk for other plants surrounding uh, while the plant is alive. Now, that plant will die very rapidly if, it's, if late blight is not managed on it. Um, but while it's dying, it will bear lots of spores and create a, a source of inoculum for, for the region. Um, so it's best in a home garden setting, I often recommend that the plants just be uh, physically removed and placed in a black plastic trash bag and tie it up and then set it out in the, in the sun. And that um, creates a little, um, a little heat heat uh, um, bag, if you will, and it will kill the plant and with it the pathogen. So that's a small-scale approach. 
Uh, for larger operations, they're often uh, will will um, kill the plants that are affected and very intensively manage the remaining plants within a field to, to limit late blight overall. But we do have information available on what fungicides work best for what setting, whether um, you're a, a backyard gardener and you'd like to use um, some type of a um, a fungicide that you could access at a, a local home garden center, or you're a larger operator, uh, commercial operator, and you're looking for um, some of the, the newer systemic uh, fungicides for control of this disease, we offer uh, that information support. And um, we also offer updates through our uh, Vegetable Crop Updates newsletter, uh, which is released on a weekly basis, and are, they're also accessible through my uh, vegetable pathology website. Well, that's great. It sounds like you and all the folks up at the Department of Plant Pathology at UW-Madison sort of have everything from start to finish with controlling this late blight. Um, Amanda, is there anything you'd like to add to the issue of late blight? Is there anything else that myself, like the home gardener, should know or those that are producing on a commercial scale? Yeah, I think that um, there are some outstanding uh, resistant varieties in the uh, in the, the tomato domain that um, are, are really quite useful. Uh, about a decade ago, we only had one or two varieties with high levels of resistance to late blight. Uh, but now, as I mentioned, there are at least a half a dozen that are nearly completely resistant and about a dozen that have very strong durable resistance to our contemporary uh, uh, pathogen strain types of the late blight pathogen. Um, so I encourage use of those. I, I know home gardeners like to, uh, they, they pick certain varieties based on flavor profile and other attributes. Um, but uh, these these varieties that have resistance now span market types. You can get a Campari type or a large slicer type or smaller cherry types. Um, with this late blight resistance, and it's the best way of managing this uh, this potentially aggressive disease without um, the, the need for pesticides. Again, that was Dr. Amanda Gevins from the Department of Plant Pathology at the University of Wisconsin sharing how potato growers can best spot and manage late blight this year. You can visit the Department of Plant Pathology's website at plantpath.wisc.edu for the forecasting tool that Dr. Gevins mentioned and additional resources. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.